0: I want Hilary Swank in the next Terminator movie so bad. There
1: is nothing in this world that you give me to do to hug a robot. It's because
0: it's so incredible and intricate that it's impossible not to notice. Music's the core of this movie. Born again to watch <laughs> this movie. You'll find redeeming things and you'll be thinking about it for a long time afterwards. There was no bone saw. Just John hamming it up over here. Two and a half out of three of us recommend it. So. <laughs>
2: Everybody loves talking about movies. Let's talk about movies.
1: Good evening, one and all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Pause Rewind Play podcast this week. We're talking a movie that we didn't even announce to you at all, but (laughs) we're going to go for it. So we're talking Get Out. Came out in 2017, and it's a great movie. But before we kind of get in, I need to announce who's here with me. I'm not in a room by myself. I'm not that crazy yet, but here we are. First off, over on my left, we have Vince. Yo, what's up?
0: Vince
1: Cena! He's in the house!
2: Bringing I, signature moves! I was secretly hoping you were gonna have me introduce myself, and I was gonna be like, John
1: Cena! <laughs> da, 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 da. John. <laughs> Sometimes I just like feel like that's like I do it, and it's like, why don't I just say your name? That's why I was like, I'm going to say it this time. And then over to my right, we have Josh. Stone Cold Steve
0: Austin. (laughs) Which I'm not going to lie. I actually like, I like John Cena better, but I've been watching The Good Place recently and it's been getting a lot into like Eleanor. She's like a a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. And they always talk about how like, those two groups of people, like, hate each other. I
2: thought you were going to say that Steve Austin shows up in that show. <laughs>
0: no. I was like, well, that's taking a twist. You're like, what?
1: Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin does deserve to go to the good place, though. He wouldn't even stop by the bad place. How far are you into the good place? Uh, I'm only on season two. Okay. All right. Well, then well, we can't say something. I won't say <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go too far. Because, right, it's season three right now, or it's a season four. I don't know. season four it's the last uh, season yeah, yeah. so I've, I've seen season three i haven't started the new one don't yet. get too far in there because yeah, really we're worry. just kind of behind
0: that was just it it's just like a little funny thing where she's always like bagging always on john time. cena because she's like no john cena fans are jealous of stone cold Steve awesome Austin fans because of this <laughs> and this
1: and this so anyways yo yo, yo what's up guys <laughs> Well, now that we've introduced ourselves in our WWE names, <laughs> I don't really have one, but this is Casey. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Get Out, but let's let's talk the week in movies. Vince, what did you watch this week? Uh, so Michael came over the other night,
2: and Shout out I Michael. miss him. Yeah, I know he needs to come on. It's been a episode or
1: two. Talk I really soon. want him to come do an episode on The Witch. Yeah, we got to get that done and before the end of October. Yeah, we need to get it done soon. Yeah.
2: Anyway, he came over and he introduced us to a movie called. He's got this list. Uh, it's thirty-one horror movies to watch throughout In all October? of October. Like yeah. watch one a night. Yeah, kind of a thing. And one of the ones on his list was a movie called Southbound. So he came over and we popped that thing on. It's on Hulu. It's surprisingly good. Like it's not like an incredible horror movie, but uh, it's kind of, It's an anthology film. So yeah. it's it's a horror movie with five different stories that tie into it. they all each story kind of ties into the next story, huh. and it doesn't feel really high budget. Um, do either of you guys watch Orange Is the New Black? No, my wife does. My wife does. Okay, there's a character <laughs> named Loosecheck in it. He's the kind of the handyman of the prison. I really like the character. Randomly shows up in this show. He's the only person that I recognize. Everyone else is a bunch of no namers. Isn't it crazy when that always happens though? Because like. I'll get, I have one later, but yeah, these people who like don't have a career and then all of a sudden they explode and you go back and you see them in random stuff. Don't have a career. They're just not recognized. Anyway, Southbound is surprisingly good. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, feels low budget. It just was fun. It was a fun little horror movie. And then I also, me and my wife were flipping around looking for a horror movie to watch and we stumbled on Netflix's new Stephen King adaptation, uh, It's based on a novella by Stephen King. Is this The Grass? Yeah. It's called uh, In the Tall Grass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We started it based on my wife seeing that Patrick uh, Wilson was in it, I think is his name, Patrick Wilson. He's in the Insidious movies. She really likes him. He's also in Conjuring. She's like, oh, he's in this. I love his horror movies. Let's put this on. We watch the movie. It ends, and I'm like, what and then stephen king's name popped up and i was like oh it's a stephen king thing did it have a bad ending not a bad ending just a lot of like what is going on you know yeah so it's really well shot um not my favorite stephen king adaptation if you want to watch a good stephen king one on netflix check
0: out gerald's game gerald's game Ooh, i love that one it's a good one that one's intense too holy cow Mm mm-hmm that one gets crazy yeah so anyway that's it that's all i've and we watched a ton of breaking bad so we're getting so close to the end segue that's where i'm at right now i'm watching that's the only other thing besides get out i'm pretty sure that i've watched this week is breaking bad because surprise folks i'm one of the only people in the world who hasn't watched breaking bad
1: i haven't finished it either you haven't finished it no
0: yeah we talked about this last week i was disappointed in both oh of yeah you. well so here we go so i'm doing it i guys. disappoint I'm...
1: my own mother too okay I <laughs> <have it> sometimes. <laughs>
0: so i'm watching breaking bad and i'm loving it like still in the first season because obviously still got a lot going on but i'm digging it hardcore and the thing i was going to mention earlier was oh, uh, what's his name uh matt jones shows up he plays badger in oh, yeah. breaking bad and so apparently he becomes a pretty biggish part of the mm-hmm. show but like i just barely saw him and it's just like oh hey there's like that guy that's dwight's cousin in the office you, you know? remember when
2: he also showed up in brightberg
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like that one. He's his uncle or whatever. And he gets
1: killed. Spoilers. Sorry. Oh, yep. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who wanted to know anything about Brightburn, there it is. But also, go check it out.
0: Yeah. If you don't even know what Brightburn is, well, then go check it out and then listen to our podcast episode about it. (laughs) Yes and yes. (laughs) So, yeah. That was it for me. Just getting into Breaking Bad. Oh, I'm loving it. Like, the reason I didn't do it before is because in the very, very first episode there is like a brief moment of nudity. And I started watching it when I was in high school and I was like a good little child. And I was like, (laughs) I can't watch this. This is bad. And then like I find out from every single person who I've told that I haven't watched Breaking Bad over the years. They're like, that's the only time it happens like in the entire show. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I had a very similar thing happen to me.
2: Uh, My buddy, Andy Larson, shout out to him. uh, He brought over the DVD and he's like, this is before Breaking Bad, like, really blew up. He's the first person I ever heard talk about it. He brought me the DVD. He's like, you need to watch this movie, this this TV show. Popped it in. There was the nudity. And then on top of that, it's just a really, I don't want to say depressing. It's just really, like, once oh, yeah, you, just, you just got to the part that with the plate. Like, I got to oh, that. Yeah. And then the whole, like, sulfuric acid acid stuff. I don't know if you got to that stuff yet. And I was just like, I don't know if I can take this. My, my young... naive self was just like this is too dark for me and i put it off to the side and came back when the seasons when it was deeper into the seasons once it started really
0: getting popular so yeah looking forward to that and then looking forward to be able to get in on the conversation of el camino with everybody i'm excited for that one
1: i will watch everything and get caught up because i would love to talk el camino because i'm curious about it i'm curious about jesse i do
2: i am too jesse's such a cool character
1: (sighs) oh So, yeah. What'd you watch? I had a good week. I'm still watching Vikings. hey oh. Loving it. Just to the part where they cut off a guy's arm with a freaking hot axe. If you haven't seen it, when you get there, whoa! They cut right. off your arm with an axe? Yeah, actually, that's how I lost my arm, guys. I'm a Viking. Uh, I Surprise. lost my arm in, in battle, Um, so my arm's in Valhalla, and I am still here. <laughs> Waiting for you in Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's chilling with all the Valkyries, and I am here. Not chilling with Valkyries. But this week, uh, I watched a couple of interesting movies. I watched The Orphanage, which is Guillermo del Toro's. Did I talk about this last no. week? I might have. No, you didn't. But, uh, Man, it's all in Spanish and I loved it so much. I don't know if you've seen this that ending, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I try, I'll i try not to spoil, but like I that ending, it, right? you need to see it, Josh, you will be like, where is it? Boom. It's on Netflix. Okay, sweet. So you can, you can watch it. And, oh my goodness. That is, that's a great film for being a foreign language film. First off, it is in Spanish everyone. I think I've already said that, but it keeps you on your toes. Yes. You have to read a little bit, but if you understand a little bit of Spanish, You'll know exactly. They say, like, the same 60 words.
0: Okay. If you're really, like, into today's, like, movie scene, though, you need to be able to get on the train of there are very, very good foreign language films. This is and, true. And understand that, like, America just isn't, like, the center of everything. Like, while I understand that so much cinema happens, like, in America and expands outward through the world. Like, did y'all see Roma last year? Like, that was so, so good. So just, like, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, open your minds, people.
1: There's so many good foreign language film. My favorite foreign language film is a Swedish film called A Man Called Uva. Everyone should watch it. Excellent. Also, we watched a movie called We Have Always Lived in a Castle or In the Castle. It's a really weird movie. So it's very artsy. It's very cool. It's kind of a thriller, a mystery, and a murder all in one. So it's a good one, but it's a little bit slower paced for some I enjoyed it, but it was weird. It almost reminded me of a bad trip watching a Wes Anderson movie. Like if you're not okay. not in the right, I actually like that pitch a lot. <laughs> a bad trip Wes Anderson movie that yeah. would be really interesting. <laughs> Holy cow! So yeah, there there is that. So that that's really my weekend in, you know, in movies.
2: A bad trip Wes Anderson movie. Did you watch? Did you guys see Legion on FX? No. Uh uh-uh. That's pretty much what you just described. It's a. <laughs> It's a trip, but it's very Wes Anderson-y in the way that they do it. Really? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. The but show's Legion. cool. Legion. Yeah. I'm writing it down. It's about Professor X's kid. It's an X-Men show, but it's not focused on, I mean, it's based on a comic. It's comic booky, but it's not, it, it's trippy.
1: Is he a bastard or is mm. Professor X
2: married at one time? You know, they never explore it. So he's just mm. there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh Season three just came out and it's supposed to bring in Professor X for the first time, so I haven't watched it yet. I was just uh, also Aubrey Plaza's in it, so <sighs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh no, yeah. I actually almost did start that show just because Aubrey Plaza think, was in I it. I think
2: you'd really like it, Josh.
0: Well, it's got Aubrey Plaza, so of course <laughs> I would like it. It's also
2: got the Flight of the
1: Concords guy, Jermaine. Yeah. Oh, does it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I really want to just rewatch those today because it's been so long since they first came out, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know how the weird humor stands up. But there are people who still watch it all the time. Like, I watch The Office. I just sold a book, guys, on eBay. Um, Congrats. (laughs)
0: But, uh... Yo, also, really quick, shout out to my main man, Patrick Stewart. The dude is... I just looked it up. He's like 70 or 80 years old. I don't remember which. I just remember it was like one of like the... So he's either 70 or 80 years old, and that dude is still kicking it. He's coming out with their new new Star Trek series, Picard, which is going to air on CBS All Access starting in January, I think. Mm -hmm. I will buy CBS Access for however long I need to just to be able to watch that.
1: Probably until he dies probably he's 79 79 okay so he's almost, yeah, almost 80. 80
0: dude's almost 80 and he is the star of
1: a television show the
0: main person yeah.
1: well he's what a like guy. ageless because he's been bald for so long you don't know how <laughs> aged he is it's like bruce willis like when we just saw him in what's it's not split what just came out was it split no glass glass he just looked the same as he's always looked without hair and i know he's an old man Bruce Willis is an American hero.
2: <laughs> he's uh he's I, like
1: the George Washington of his
2: day. I uh started the Fifth Element after all of our talks about Fifth Element stuff on the podcast. Uh, the other night I was like, I need to. I, I wasn't tired, and I had just finished playing Borderlands, and I had just drinking an energy drink, and I was like, I need to do something. I'm, I'm... so I put on the Fifth Element. Only got about twenty five minutes in and started falling asleep, and I was like, no, I need to be awake for this classic. <laughs> <laughs> this classic Bruce Willis masterpiece down another energy drink <laughs> let's <laughs> go i wish <laughs> i put it on the back burner i will be watching it at some point we sooner. should watch
1: it and talk it maybe in the new year we should do that we definitely so, need to at least, you guys want.
0: at least watch we we'll talked about good. it
1: and we did that weapons thing and people commented on it like not too long ago again and so if you want to look and tell us what your favorite uh sci-fi movie weapon is it's somewhere on instagram and twitter <laughs> but I was going to bring this up, guys, and I forgot about it, that I watched this too. Wonder Woman. That's the best DC film, DC superhero film yet. I watched it, and I know you're going to debate this, because actually Aquaman is the best one. But- oh, <laughs> I blew out the mic on purpose there to but- hope that no
0: one would be able to hear you say that. We're going to lose credibility, Casey. I'm okay with that.
1: I just smile through all the weird things. No, but... Do you know what I thought was kind of crazy? I watched Wonder Woman with my wife. I just turned it on the other day. I was doing laundry. And straight up, I remember thinking that Chris Pine is going to overshadow Gal Gadot in this. And it was so perfectly balanced yeah, where she was the queen of the film. And so I just had
0: to shout Dude, out Dude, you all got to stop mentioning like all of my celebrity crushes like on the same <laughs> episode. My wife's going to – well, if my, life, if my wife listened to this, she's going to think that I'm like not thinking about her. Because you know, I mentioned Gal Gadot, Aubrey Plaza – If you freaking throw ScarJo in there, then we're completely
1: off. Oh, and very excited about the new Black Widow movie coming out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yo, that, David
0: Harbour, it's going to be off the charts. And if we leave Joker out of it, because I don't know if I could put that in there yet, Wonder Woman is the best DC superhero movie. I
2: don't don't agree. It's a great one. I really liked it. It's up in the top. What is your favorite? What
1: You're like the Green Lantern, aren't you? You're going to say the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one, though. Um, after like seeing it. Joker, though,
2: it's a, it's a whole new conversation. Yeah, um, Joker is like... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best done one. I mean, if we're... And again, are we talking extended universe? Or are we talking, like, Christopher Nolan? Like, is Christopher Nolan stuff involved? Like, it's a whole thing. If you're talking, like, modern, I still think Man of Steel is my favorite. Ah! I mean, oh, I, I forgot about that. I oh. love Man of
1: Steel. I so love much. Man of Steel. But I thought Wonder Woman was just great because I like World War stuff, so... Uh-huh. But I also like Farm Boys, and that's where I'm from, the farm. This sounded Wonder really Woman. weird to I say really that.
0: Liked, I really liked Wonder Woman too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's just super, not my favorite of them all. Super pumped for Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy mm-hmm. good. That one poster that's like all those colors, dude, that gets me hyped. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm ready. Is this
1: going to be like 1984?
2: We need to look into something, though. Birds of Prey is coming up here soon.
0: Uh, I heard it's going to be
2: rated R. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm still not into that. That I I'm confused, because it was a very PG-13-esque trailer, and so when I heard it was going to be R, I did not believe it. I mean, they're losing a big portion of their audience by making this a rated R movie. Like, 90% of the teenage girls who want to dress up as Harley Quinn won't be able to get into the movie, you know, kind of a thing.
1: Actually, we were sitting in a movie, and they escorted two kids out, like, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Yo, so they inspect people still? Do they?
0: So... Do you have to be a certain age to get in, or do you just have to be with someone of a certain age? You have to be with someone of a certain age. With someone. Uh, okay, see, that's why... Yes, DC's see, I Birds thought... of Prey
1: will be read. I thought that my, you It might know... be
0: parent or guardian, actually. I, it, I can't remember. I'm 32. <laughs> well, because that's why I thought that, you know, my um, brother and sister-in-law just, you know, liked me and wanted to be chummy but I guess they just want me to go with them so that they can get into Joker. Uh, yeah, I'm going funny. to watch Joker again tomorrow with them because it's $5 Tuesday. It's a crazy good movie. Going to watch it again. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. So I'm going with them, but that's why. They just want me to be there so they yeah, can they get in. Get in. <laughs> they they get want in. to get, they get really really in. They really
1: like you, Josh. Don't, don't let this rated R movie they don't.
0: They don't like you.
1: They, <laughs> they're like, Josh is our boy. No. <laughs> Guys, I think we're... To the point now, and I, I'm sorry to interject, where we gotta talk this movie up. We got some, wow. we got some, we got some words to say about Get Out. Get so, up. a little bit about this movie, just so you guys know. I think this is Jordan Peele's like real directorial debut, yes. As as a full film, full feature film, right? So literally, they built this movie on a 4.5 million dollar budget, it's which so is crazy. amazing. And then at the box office, dude, that.
0: That house looked like it was worth (laughs) (laughs) $4.5 million.
1: I wonder how much it costs because I've seen this where you'll be driving through like Hollywood or through some random town and literally they'll have like a street blocked off and it'll just say like shooting a movie and they're just leasing, renting people's houses. So I'm curious how much that costs. Like, could I fix up my house so get a horror movie could be done here? Probably not. It's too small. But
0: well, we'll do like the freaking. Sorry, not to go off topic, but the there's like a little old lady who lives in Chicago, like in downtown, like the hood, Chicago. That they use her house to film Shameless, the TV show. Dude, she makes bank. Oh really? She like goes and they pay for her, but she could pay for it on her own now. She goes and like lives in London while they shoot, and then she comes back and she still lives at this that's like awesome. little house that's like right next to the train tracks in like the middle of the hood in Chicago. We went and visited there when we were there. That's so cool. It was like that's um, super
2: cool. I just want to throw out that there are negatives to this, though. Yeah, you're gonna make a lot of money, but if your house is. Uh, takes off in a blockbuster and everyone recognizes it you're gonna have tourists dropping by your house all the time i'm gonna call back to breaking bad again i don't want to spoil anything for you josh but at one point a pizza falls on top of their house
0: i knew about that i've heard about that all the time
2: it is a common thing for people to come to this house this real life house and throw a pizza up on this little (laughs) old lady's roof and she kept having to take pizzas off the roof over and over and over (laughs) again so there are the negatives but also I would love well, my house to be in the and movie. And
1: also the murder house from American Horror Story, the same type of thing happens. People like throw creepy crap on them lawn yeah. all the time. I saw that when I was in L.A. But they're literally, cool. if you look on Atlas Obscura, it's like, do not visit this house. The owners are not friendly. They do not want you here. <laughs> but with this movie, though, 4.5 million budget, and they made $255.4 million. Holy shoot. Could you imagine oh. like making... 50 times what is that that's like 50 times the amount of money you spent on that so would you take an upfront sum for this movie or take the royalties after it makes money
0: i think that if you were an actor coming into it you would have taken like the upfront because while you believe in jordan peele at the same time like especially if you didn't know the script or anything you would have been like, who knows? It's his directorial debut. It's a pretty small budget movie. Like,
2: and he comes from comedy. Like, you're, it's kind of taking a risk here. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go with this comedian and do a horror movie. Maybe it'll take off. Maybe it won't. <laughs> this this it's horror movie that's
0: about year.
1: like racist America. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this gonna work? <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, we're gonna talk spoilers this whole time. So just so you know, we're to the point now where we might throw out some spoilers. Yep. Yep. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that's crazy. But also going into this, this movie was so well laid out that they even got dozens of nominations for awards, and they actually ended up winning an Oscar. Oscars! Josh, you're the Oscar man. What Oscar did they win?
0: I love the Oscars, and even if you guys don't want to, I will do my own mini-episode about who we think is going to win the Oscars no, and, that'd be fun. and who we want to be nominated and stuff like that. So Yeah, I don't know anything about— we, we should do a, a betting pool— Whoever get whoever uh, we we can put
2: down our oh, who I we think's it gonna is. win and then whoever gets the most correct has to uh, the other two
0: have to buy a pizza or something sounds
1: good. Speaking of betting pool, Josh, I still owe you twenty bucks for our fantasy league. Just ten bucks. Oh, it's ten bucks. Yes. <laughs> 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 anyway,
0: so so they won the Oscar for best original screenplay, and I was so pumped because I was already happy that they were getting their Oscar nominations, and I was hoping for a win because this movie was so original and mm-hmm. so good. And when they won that, I was like, whoops, yes, yes, yes. They deserved it. And I mean, we're going to get into it, but I just love this movie all the way. And the writing is one of the main things of it, which is why I was so glad
1: that it won that Oscar. Ditto. <laughs> I don't know if that fits right there, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that fits right there, but we're going to go with it. Um, here's a question I have right off the bat. Why do you think that this horror movie is one that anyone can relate to day to day?
0: Because I feel like it is. Because we live in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. <sighs> and that's like a that's like a funny comment, but at the same time, like it's it's true. Whereas obviously, while like the actual physical actions that are shown in the movie don't happen, you know, we don't have white scientists taking out people's brains and putting them into black people. Are you but, sure? Yeah. And <laughs> we I just saw that. they they stopped them.
1: Oh, yeah. Did he you not watch the him. movie? It stopped. Oh,
0: <laughs> he stopped. Well, we don't anymore in 2017, <laughs> though. Yeah, but so they don't have people taking out brains and putting them in Afri- African-American people, but we do have like a lot of the same themes that they run in during the movie where while people a lot of times can be racist and view things like in different lights, they can also be envious or different things like that of people who they – have different prejudices towards. So I thought it was a really big, as far as themes go and everything like that. And so that was why it was a big part of it is because we live in America today. While, While I know that pretty much everyone is pushing for like a better America, less racism and everything like that obviously there are problems that still exist Mm -hmm. in the world today and so since we live in that world I think it was great because while it's a horror film that's a big part of America too you know everyone loves going and seeing a good spooky movie it also relayed those in in a really interesting and a new like such an original way that I thought it was really good and that's why everyone loved it and everyone could relate to it
2: yeah and I so this is my second time seeing the movie Uh, I saw it once in theaters and then I saw it night before last last night something like that um I was I don't want to say I related to the, the the antagonists of this movie, but I could see kind of where they came from this time around. Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. I mentioned earlier that I'm 32 years old. I'm still a kid, but you know, I'm getting older in life. And, and so I'm watching this and I'm watching some of the performances of some of these characters, of these young guys playing We're in spoilers, right? So Andre, one of the characters, he's the first guy in the movie who gets captured and disappears, right? Shows up halfway through the movie and he is acting weird. Like just the way he talks, his mannerisms, the way he dresses, all this kind of stuff is just weird. He dresses like an old white dude. (laughs) He dresses like an old white dude, you know? The first time I saw it, you watch this and you're like, why are these people acting so weird? After this time around, seeing it for the second time, you know that this is an old white man in a young African American's body. And you, knowing that and watching this performance, it's so much different because he is acting like an old white, the way an old white man would act or the way an old white man would talk, you know? So I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, what can I ta- kind of take away from this, you know? And I was like, age. I don't wanna get old. If I could take someone's body, I don't wanna take someone's body, but it's like, oh, I can see why they're doing this. They want to live forever. They're kind of scared of death. They want to experience life all over again, and and the appeal of kind of like like you said, um, being jealous of someone's life, and wanting to experience another culture or something like that. Like if we get a second chance in life, are we going to want to do the exact same thing that we did before? Or are we going to experience in a
0: want to experience in a whole different way from another person's point of view? You know. And so that like that sort of brought up a question that I wanted to ask you guys is that I've also seen this. Uh, twice like maybe three. I don't know something like that time. So it was still pretty new But I wanted to ask you guys Do you think this movie was better to you the first time or the second time that you watched it?
1: I think it gets better every time I watch it to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, and this is why Because my point of reference in my life changes a little bit every time I watch this and so I have an african-american brother and so this is something that like has been on the back of my mind because I can do something and act a certain way in public and my little brother just genuinely cannot because he's seemingly more suspicious to people, mm-hmm. which I have no idea why, because a one armed man, it's really it's questionable well, I whether I don't trust you. Yeah.
2: You shouldn't trust <laughs> one armed people. I've known you for years. I still trust you.
1: But, like, it's... It's it's, like, where's that one arm? (laughs) He's hiding it somewhere. It's gotta be there. That is the number one question I get asked by adults and children alike. Where's your arm? And then I say, I just don't have one. And do you know who asked me? No, you don't. Is adults. Who says that comment more Hmm. than kids? Like, kids will just come up and, like, feel me. Like, right? But adults are like, well, what happened? Why don't you have an arm? Well, to be fair, you
0: have, like, a large, like, right pectoral muscle. And so when I first met you, if I didn't
1: know that that was... That like was what was happening, I thought, yeah, I thought I was just like tucked in. There. Really small, tucked in. It's because I'm yoked, guys. No, but but really, like, this changes for me every time I watch it because of experiences that my brother has, which is yeah. really weird to say. But, like, my brother is being raised in rural Utah. There's a small population of African-American kids that's really cool that's down there, and they're all kind of like really good buddies. But at the same time, as much as I would like to say that the community I was raised in is overly welcoming of these kids because they've been raised with them, there's still like strange suspicions that they have. And my brother will just randomly like blurt out comments and be like, so-and-so said this to me today. Do you think that that's appropriate? Or do you think that that's that's something they should say? And I'll be like, no, they shouldn't really say that. But I guess it's what happens. And this is how you can react to it. And if I get pulled over, right, I'm going to have a completely different experience than my brother is going to have, which is similar to when they hit the deer in this movie, And the guy's just like, give me your license or registration or give me your ID. And he's like, he's like, I have a state issued ID and he's honest. And then the white lady, she's like the girlfriend. She's like, wait, why, what, what, why? And it makes sense, but it's, it's a sad reality of, and I think the movie gets better because I like, I think the writing is good, but I also think the soundtrack plays a part in my emotions of it too.
0: Yeah. The soundtrack is way good. And what you just said, I want to bring it up again in just a second. But for me, as weird as it maybe was, is that. Um there was a podcast I listened to not too long ago, which was the uh Rogo Tours podcast. Shout out, super good. It's another movie podcast from out in Saratoga Springs. Oh, cool. Um we're definitely gonna get my a friend, Chad, to be on here one of these times. We tried before, it didn't work out. They talked about the second viewing theory, which is like you never really actually know how you feel about a movie until you've watched it like at least twice. Um, and so something that I thought about was like I still like loved this movie and everything and the second viewing theory just made me realize like how smart it was and everything. Just, like watching it for the second time. But I think I enjoyed it the first time more because of how much suspense there was knowing that something weird AF is going on but just not knowing what it was like this time you could watch it and see everything. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like that's, what's happening. Like, Oh, that's really smart. How they did this and everything like that. But the first time, like when they're asking him all the weird questions at the party oh and also gosh. like when he goes upstairs and just everyone goes silent, and it's just like looking up and waiting and listening. You're just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And it freaks you out. And then with the big reveal of this is what's happening and it's weird. Um, so yeah,
2: it's it's like... a completely different experience The first Definitely. viewing versus the second viewing Because mm-hmm. the first viewing, like you said we, we watched it, it was me and my wife and one of my wife's friends And she had never seen it before And she kept like, she's not very good In, in horror thrillers, you know yeah. I mean, she's fine, but she kept like she, she would tell us certain things like Oh, I don't like this, you know which I, I didn't mind as the second viewing. So it was kinda like, but I, I could kinda see her reactions and it reminded me of my first viewing of it, you know? Cause she's like, what is happening through everything? And I'm viewing it as knowing what's going on, Vitz you know? So I had, hey, hey, hey. yeah, I had this, I had this going on at the same time. I had my second viewing knowing what's happening. I had her, her narration of her first viewing, trying to figure out what's going on, you know? And it's completely different and I don't know if it's, i don't know if i would say it's better or worse it's just it's different because yeah. you're able when you know what's happening you're able to kind of connect these strings or you can like view it in a different way like i said before where instead of trying to figure out what's happening i could be like look at this guy this old man in the young man's body yeah. or look at this guy the what the questions that he's asking him and you start to understand why they're asking certain questions yeah
0: it's like a completely different it's like watching like a Shyamalan movie for the first time versus the second yeah time. like exactly. watching the village the second time you're like oh I know
1: what's going on <laughs> well and what's really cool is you pick up on like such different things like you're saying right like the way that he's portraying a character or for instance those behaviors like when they were doing the auction part, and I want to talk about this later, oh. like how they're drilling up to it. When they're doing the auction part, like the first time, I'm like, what are they doing with those bingo cards? You know, I'm like, what's going on? Everyone has bingo. What yeah. is this? <laughs> Why are they all bingo, bingo, bingo? It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. But you see these little details, and it, it makes the movie slightly different. Because I feel like there's multiple layers in each scene, because everyone's acting different. The questions are different. Like, I wrote down some of the questions. Oh, sorry, do you have Real something? Real quick, I just yeah. want to going back to what you're saying about
2: your brother the way he's treated and the and the questions that he's asked or like the expectations or whatever because he's got different skin color than you do. Yeah. Like watching this the first time that scene in the party where all these rich old white people show up and they're asking him questions like, you know, what is your experience as an African American man? Would you say there's more benefits or less benefits? You know, those kind of things and it just comes off as just like these guys are racist as AF. <laughs> you know like are they really this disconnected from society i mean you expect it from a rich white guy you know but then on the second viewing you watch that scene and they're like you're like oh they're genuinely interested in this guy's experience uh, in this guy's ex- lifetime experience because they're thinking about sharing that experience with him mm-hmm. they're not just being ra- racist they want to become him yeah. and they want to know if it's worth it because it's pretty much a permanent thing that they're doing. So that, it's like, it's that kind of thing where it's like, you're really getting this, like this view of society on the first viewing and just like thinking about how we can be better as a society
1: and not be a racist person. And you watch it the second time and like, Oh, this is deeper than I thought it was. Yeah. You know? and, and that's like the craziest thing. So I never noticed this earlier until kind of tonight, but there's the one guy, he's got the mustache and he's got like white facial hair and just kind of bald, not bald, but he's just a huskier dude. And he says, you know, fair skin has been in favor, but black is back in fashion, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he says. And then they ask, you know, hey, what would you say is your experience of the African-American? And he turns to the guy who's been, you know, already, you know, what's his name here? I just forgot Andre. And in Andre is actually, they call him Logan in this. And he's like, you know, there's a point in this where he's like, I feel like I've known that guy my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I can't put my finger on it. But essentially Andre's like, whoa. (laughs) And he's like, even though he's become like the mind has become this African American dude. He's not, Mm -hmm. he is this white dude through and through. And it's just like, oh, okay. So you want to be there, but you haven't figured out how to play the part.
2: God, I'm watching, watching him. Sorry. I loved his performance. He's in Atlanta, by the way. And he's one of the best characters in in Atlanta. He's
1: also in Sorry to Bother You
2: i haven't seen that one yet. you guys need to watch he's in it i'd like to see it because this guy's great yeah but his performance is this acting as this old white guy like he walks in he does that and then his wife his new like rich old wife like pulls him away and goes to a different group of people and they're like you know talking to him and he does this like little spin around like look at me kind of a thing and it's almost as if like the first time i saw it, it was like oh man he's like his trophy wife is showing off her new young <laughs> well, her new, new young sex slave, right? Like like I'm pretty sure it's the same
0: says. it's probably just her husband, it right? Oh, yeah, in the body. It's just her husband, but it's just in this new body. It's and like, this is ooh. a guy
2: that this group, they all know who he is. Yeah. And so he gets over there and he's just showing off his new body. Like but a, you, hey. for the first viewing you view it as like the wife showing off her new trophy boyfriend, you know? It's, <laughs> so it's cougar it's like, with her yeah. half her age and What what is it that the the comedy relief buddy. I can't remember his name in it either. Uh, the TSA agent. Oh, he, he keeps saying like, get out of there, man. It's a bunch of ripped rich guys. You're going to be
1: <laughs> hypnotized and become their sex slaves. You know, <laughs> Rod, uh, Rod from the TSA. Yeah. Rod yeah. Williams, TSA. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of like one thing that I thought about is like, once you get into this kind of like this party, right. And you kind of see like, there's a society that's built been built around it. Like, so it's got to be, like, this big web of connections. It's like a cult. That's exactly what they describe it as, actually, in a couple of things I read. So, right, we're in, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but we're going to go back and talk about this. But when he's down in the basement and it turns on the TV screen, right, and it's the old man. He's talking about his kids, and he's like, in my own seat has perfected the method, you know. And straight up, you're sitting there, and he's like, behold, the quagula and there's actually like something, I pulled it up here, where it's describing and talking about what does Aquagula mean, right? And so this is kind of interesting. Um, headed by the Armitage family themselves, members of the Unusual Secret Society seek out, kidnap, brainwash, and finally trade places with healthy, youthful... Afro-Americans via partial transmutilation, which to impact the brains and the members. Right. But like these people have this little cult that they're doing it. And Rose, who's the girlfriend in this, she, her job is just to recruit. Yeah. Her and her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Does her brother? I think our brother more forcefully does. Yeah, it. he's he's the guy who wears
0: the knight's helmet at the beginning and takes. Run, on
1: rabbit, run, rabbit, run. Yeah, what run, a creepy run. way
0: to start the movie. <laughs> by the way, man, this soundtrack in this movie is spot on. Both with that one where it's like that light have like that light feel along with like the super spooky feel. Mm-hmm. Like we did like at the beginning with the Sage Lisa, Sage Which I don't actually know what they're saying, but I always say Sage Lisa, Sage Lisa. Cause that's my wife's name. So. <laughs> I'm always just like Sage And I said it last night while I was watching it. I was watching it on my computer. Do you computer. Sing that to her whenever you see her? Not all the time, but last night I did. Like when <laughs> it was going, I was like Sage Lisa. And she's like, stop
1: it. <laughs> Knock it off, Josh. Yeah, yeah,
0: but,
2: but him and so what, so yeah
1: what's her name who are you looking
2: for rose yes
0: allison williams so
2: yeah anyway so rose and her brother their their responsibility and yeah rose and jeremy their responsibility within this cult is recruitment i guess or hunting uh, in a way like they're the ones who are responsible for going out and bringing people back into this cult. Their dad is the operations. He's the one who actually does the, the doctor, the the cutting open of the heads and swapping of the brains or whatever he does. (laughs) The mom's a hypnotist who is able to push the consciousness down into the sunken place, which is the most terrifying thing. Can we talk about that? Please. Can we talk about that? That is such a scary idea to, the idea to, that you would be stuck as a passenger within your own body. I think there's a Breaking uh, a Breaking Bad. I think there's a Black Mirror episode about that, too.
0: I think so. Uh, where Which where you can
2: it? share consciousness with somebody, and the guy ends up sharing consciousness with his girlfriend, but she's always in the back of his mind. Oh, like yes, yes, like yes, there. yes. She, like, oh, speaks, anyway. and then he
1: has her removed or something. Well, yeah. she's and put
2: into, like, like a doll. Well, because she's, like... Tangent. Oh, spoilers. Sorry, we're bad at this today. Ah, uh, <laughs> crap.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But you become, like... Well, because... I'm sorry. That one's super sorry, I just like I love Black Mirror a ton. So I just finally jumped in. That one's super crazy because it's like she's like in a coma or something, and so mm-hmm. she's gonna die. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so then it's like put there, like in the back of her head and stuff. And yeah. except for it gets so weird because you know she's gone, and so you know, they can't like be together physically, and even though they're not like really together because she's just like a voice in his head. And so if he like looks at anything like online or stuff like that, it's just like she's like all mad at him. And then he ends up like, you can't like kill them you know because Mm -hmm. like even though they're just this voice in the back of your head you can't like kill them so he's like okay i'll be good i'll like put her in the consciousness of like this rabbit but it's just like you're stuck as a a stuffed rabbit without being able to do anything for forever and so it's not it's like torture yeah and so just like thinking of that same thing and it's also so creepy like when she hypnotizes him at first you're like yo she's got him like really good because of this thing that happened to him when he was a kid but then like when she pushes him into the sunken place, where she's like, all right, sink. And he's like, wait, no. And she's like, sink. And it shows, so it shows him when he was a kid, like watching TV, right? And it shows him dropping there and then just him falling away into the, I'm getting like chills like, and thinking it's almost, about that. It's
2: almost like when he's in the sunken place, he's looking up at the, almost like a TV screen, mm-hmm. just like the TV screen that they use later to, to, in order to perform the coagulation. Is that what it's called? The mind swap? Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I got to hammer in again. Like the idea of being a passenger in your own body and having no control over what's going on. I'm really gushing over the actor who plays Andre in this episode, but like, again, his performance when the light flashes in his eyes and Andre gets control over over his body again and he like flips out and just like, get out, get out, get out. You know, like you can tell he's just been stuck there without knowing what to do. And his immediate reaction is just like. Fear, and you can just see it in the guy's face, and just goes after um, the main character Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. just goes after Chris, and just like trying to help him, like get out of here. Don't let this happen to you. This is a living hell.
1: Well, what's crazy about this, and this is the interesting part. So, right, the help at the house, right? Those those two that are helping. So, it is uh, Georgina and Walter. Is what they call them, right? But they're just help at the house, so they're just hanging out there, right? And they're just doing chores, and the parents are kind of like weird. But like, there's one part where Georgina is like pouring water or like tea into the thing, and she like zones out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because it's like what's happening internally is there. Th- it's what kind of war can be waged? And then later, when Walter is like running at night, and then he goes out to just chat with him, right? And he's like, he's like, hey man, how's it going? They're really working hard over here, and he's like. I'm sorry, I scared you the other night. Not anything they I don't keep,
0: want to be doing.
1: Yeah. yeah, they <laughs> keep
2: saying like old white people things too. Like like he's like, um, you don't want to be a rat or something like that or a snitch. He's yeah. like, you don't want to be a, or I, I didn't mean to be a snitch. And she's like, a tattletale? you know? Like, a yeah. And then, like, and then the, sure. the grandpa in the other guy's body out chopping the wood. the scene you're talking about where he's just, the way he's talking about Rose is really weird. Yeah, but when you know that it's, yeah, when you know that it's her grandpa talking about his granddaughter, it's like, I see why you're acting so weird. It wouldn't be so weird if you were a little old man talking about her, but because you're not, it seems so off and just, different and weird and creepy
1: yeah but like my question is is those pauses like it seems like andre you know that guy he has pretty good grasp of everything but were the grandparents super old when this happened when they transferred over is that why they struggle like with speech and like with control or like what's happening like my question is is like you're a passenger right and you're just floating through this water-like space that is nothing and you see a small light but what are they fighting over? Like how how it are could. they gaining control back and forth? And there's like different times, like the flash, right? Or when you know, like Chris might try to be bringing up, like, oh yeah, I get really nervous around too many white folks, you know? And uh-huh. he says that, and she kind of like starts to cry a little bit, and da, 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 you know? And you're like, what's going on? And when yeah. you see it the second time, you're like, oh,
2: she's fighting and then yeah i wonder if it's like a strength of will like depending on the person that you take like the body that you take maybe some people are weaker than other people and and those people are able to like make their way to the surface, almost make their way to the surface you know like like you said georgina fighting the tear going down and the freezing of the way that she speaks you know like i wonder if it's just based on the person just trying to escape and some people are stronger than others or something, yeah. I think that's what you're getting around to, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, because a lot of them are they just look pretty normal like when they're doing it, but Andre, when you see him or Logan, he is like to throw it back to like another episode of Black Mirror. He kind of looks like they do in that one episode, the entire history of you, where they've got like the like the grain or whatever that you can like look back in your past or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got like the glossed eyes or something, and then when there's the flash and he can actually see it like goes to his regular eyes and you can just see like that fear, you know, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning before. Um, yeah. I,
1: I just love that so much. And I think it's such a fascinating thought process that there is a way that somebody can literally hypnotize you, drop you into like some weird subconscious state and then you're no more like you don't have control of your facilities like that's freaky man it's Terrifying. I, I don't want that ever
0: something that I wanted to bring up and ask that I mentioned uh-huh. earlier like when we talked about how when they got pulled over and she was defending him and everything like that how long because obviously we know that something weird AF is going up right once they get to the mansion and everything like that how long do we believe that um, Rose is on his side never Never, I don't think she's ever on his side. I, I no, think... no, no. Sorry, I mean, like, how long do we as an audience believe that? Oh, that's oh, what I meant. Okay. Sorry, no, yeah, she's I was never gonna say,
2: she's from the get go playing this guy, like, <laughs> yeah, that's no, her job is to go out trick people into thinking that she's in love with them so that they'll come to the house without struggle and then take their bodies. Yeah. Um, I, the first time I saw it, it's been a long time because I saw it in theater, so it was the first time I saw it, right? But I, I remember up until she flashes the keys that I thought she was still an outsider of this family who just legitimately fell in love with this guy. And his family was taking advantage of him, you know, cause I didn't realize what was going on yet.
1: Yeah. Well, and see, for well, maybe...
0: me, I think it was like, I think it was the same spot, like where she flashes the keys, you know, for sure. But it, the first real wrench was like when he found the pictures right oh right of her with everybody else and you're just like what
2: yeah i remember i remember that too i remember seeing that but then she's she plays it off really well
0: afterwards as if like
2: she wasn't you know the way she cries and the way she yeah yeah. like i was buying it i kept i remember like that first time around seeing that and still going back and forth like is she really a part of this or not because she's playing this off like she really cares about it for the guy. Well, all right. What's
1: what's really weird? I thought was when he meets with I don't remember where it was. When they go out by the, the river, the ocean, or whatever, in mm-hmm. the lake, they're just sitting there talking, and she's just like, "You're gonna leave without me, like you know, like all this type of stuff." And you know, I love you, and like it's like kind of like a weird, kind of like guilt type moment. Stay here, and he's just completely weird. out. I'm like, that's where I got my first like fishy thing. I'm like, that's weird. It's a little too weird because he was just like huh. overwhelmed. But then she had these like reactions to.
2: Or if I got the, the stuff... timing
1: wrong on that, I don't no, know. no, you got it.
2: Yeah, it's early. But then she started having these like, <clears throat> like real reactions to some of the stuff with it. He would say like, like she was she was the one to be like, well, let's just get out of here, you know? Yeah. Like if you want to go, let's go. It was her idea to leave. And then once they get up to the room, like she was the one making up the excuse why they have to go. You know, he's like, he's like, we have to get out of here, Ro- Rose. And then she's like, oh, uh the dog's sick, you know? And so it. It keeps playing, as, playing it off as if she's still on his side, yeah. even though you're starting to question whether she, or not
1: she well, is. And the thing for me was is that she was just like, "Oh, why would Georgina take the phone off?" And like, there's all these things that build where it's like, "Yeah, I get that you're trying to help, but you're doing it in a weird way." She, her, she's almost she's good at acting and she's a great actress, but there's still just things that are just like, "This is fishy." Like you're too cool about this in ways because I know, for instance, that if I I don't know. Like I would react way differently. Like, it's not that big of a deal, you know, like, don't worry about it. Like you're overthinking this. Like those are the type of things that I would say. And she's, she had that more emotional connection. So she's probably done the psychology thing for a long time, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just felt that she was really fake right out there by the ocean.
0: So while we're on the subject of Rose, we can talk about how we know that she's an absolute psychopath. <laughs> There's two, well, there's three reasons. Number 1, she lures African American people to her family's house where they basically kill them, you know, like that's a good. Sign. A I mean, okay. it's 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 okay, right? Yeah, you can okay. Start to see that she's a psychopath. Though. Number 2, she eats fruit loops without cereal time. or without milk one at a time. Like she's got a bowl next to her and she grabs one fruit loop and she eats it. And that's how she eats fruit loops. Or I'm pretty sure probably any cereal. And then you're like,
2: ah, this girl is really crazy.
0: Yeah. And then if you didn't think that she was actually crazy, they decided to drive the nail into the coffin. This chick uses Bing.
1: (laughs) Who uses Bing.
0: (laughs) I know that they were like, they probably had some deal with Microsoft because I'm pretty sure someone pulled out like a little like Surface, like laptop or something like well, during it. phone
1: is a Windows phone. Like a lot of, this was totally had a sponsorship with Microsoft.
0: I don't care who you are. Less than 1%. This is a fake statistic. Less than 1% of the population of the United States uses Bing. And it's the psychopaths. It's the psycho. Yo, if you're sitting next to someone and they're searching something up on Bing, get out of there. Get out.
1: (laughs) Sorry, guys. You might want to leave the room then. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, that's the craziest thing is Rose is what what you realize after, like later in the film, right, when he's down in the basement and he watches his film and the family comes out all giddy and they're just waving away as the film shoots out. You start to see, like, these kids have been conditioned to do terrible things, but the brother, he's the one that's suffering, I feel like, the most, because his behavior is like, he comes in, he's intoxicated, like, he's fast to anger and rage, like, I'm curious if the brother feels guilt in all of this, because he seems to be the one who's the most effective, affected by it, and Rose is more just like, whatever, because the whole time they're just like, you're being a jerk to him, like you knock it off, you know? And they're like, Oh, let's hopefully you change the subject by the time I get back with the snacks, you know? And he's just always been like, you could be a real animal, you know, and all this stuff. I'm curious how much this played like a negative effect on his life. Cause Rose is just, she's immersed, but he doesn't seem to both be immersed. of person. them
2: are, are, have that negative effect. I mean, she's just, I mean, after she gets done, uh, with Chris, <laughs> she's immediately back online looking for the next person she's going to seduce. Top and, NCAA prospects. Yeah, and Ooh. she's also that scene when she's on the computer eating her freaky Fruit Loops the way she is searching Bing. <laughs> if you look behind her, you see all of those photos that he yeah. finds in the closet hanging up on her wall behind her, like like trophies. You know, I
0: think she legit likes these people, but she just likes bringing
2: them back and like the hunt. Yeah, more, she, you she know? enjoys this. And I think on the opposite end of the spectrum, Casey, like you're saying, uh-huh. the brother is just like physically dragging people, fighting people. I think he's really jealous of, of some of these guys that he's bringing back because they are
0: so much more physically able to do things than he is. Well, because think about it. like The entire premise of this movie is that these old white people, they don't want to live in their old bodies anymore. They don't want to die, and so they want to live in a new young body. Obviously, he wouldn't want to be a passenger in his own body, but he's looking at it and he's like, we're bringing back all of these African-American people to do it because they think that they're better mm-hmm. and so he's like these people think that they're better and he's like why can't i be good like everything like that and so it probably also has like a psychological toll on him like that
1: yes i can see that
0: it's boom, bubba bababooing makes you think of parks and rec <laughs> Ba-ba-boo-y? Ba-ba-boo-y. Oh, i know I, it's i, know I it's immediately go else. to leonard Baba booey, Baba booey! Leonard, get off the mics! <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, get off the mics! and know about your YouTube channel. <laughs> oh yeah see that was good
1: too i think we've had this same conversation i feel like it's been in like three or four episodes now
2: yeah you could probably cut
1: it no we're keeping this well here's a question since we're having a little bit of a laugh here what do you think about rob and his theory right off the bat like his friend rob williams who works for the tsa it's rod right rod sorry I, i keep saying rob but it's rod williams and he like right off the bat like You know, he told us from the beginning exactly what's going to happen. He's like, he's like, Chris, get out of there. These people are like, you know, still black folks and like making them the sex slaves. Then he like, you know, he's just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then at the end, right. We like find out like his theory is true, (laughs) but yeah, it's close to being true. Yeah. But what's really interesting is I feel like he is a comedic relief in this film. That's not out of place. Cause like, I don't know. What do you guys think about his character? Do you think like him going to the police, like all this, do you think it may help the movie or was it like more of like a, no, ranks. it it helps cuz
2: th- this is the thing with horror. Um unless you're there I I've, I've talked about this before. There's fun horror and then there's like horror horror. Like the witch is horror horror hereditary um uh midsummer, you know. There's not much if any levity in those movies and you're just left there feeling gross. Uh this is this is a fun horror movie. And in fun horror movies, they scare you and they Get you on your edge, on the edge of your seat, and they make you feel this tense, tense feeling. And then they give you a sense of like, relief with the comic characters and that's exactly what he did in this and he
0: did it really really well like he was really funny through this well because a big part of this is that they also want you to feel like while something is up they want you to feel like the family's trying to make you feel they want you to feel hey everything's normal like everything's good you're just you know visiting your in-laws we're throwing a big party we're not trying to sell you yeah <laughs> why would we do that and so he yeah he definitely is that and so like you're mentioning like right at the very end when he gets in the car like after he just like killed all these people and almost just Joked out his girlfriend. He's just like, "I told you not
1: to go in that house. <laughs> yeah. I told you. I mean, I told you. <laughs> I <sighs> I agree. I thought that that made it such an enjoyable, like, it, it was like good comic relief and it was good break the entire time, but it wasn't detracting from the story. And it's just. I love that scene yeah. in the police station
2: when he's, when he's pitching the story and the the first Jeez. cop's like, hang on a minute, and goes and gets her buddies.
1: Yeah.
2: Just to like share in the comedy of this absolutely ridiculous
1: idea that and, this guy has come up with. That's and true. don't say I don't do anything around yeah. here, you know? He's like, and hey, my boy, Chris, and he's gone, and I got his dog right There's here. a
2: stolen kid? No, 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 not
0: my boy, my friend. <laughs> well, because also he's like... Cause it's also so awkward when you're watching it because he's talking to them and he's like, I'm TSA, which I mean like, even though we do different stuff than you, I mean, whoop, whoop, it's the same training. And uh, I, I say, we, we deal with terrorists. So we, we probably know more than you. Yeah. And so you're <laughs> just like, Oh, stop. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up, like, I know this is like the very end, but we can also talk about other stuff just because it's more like a point, like a topic to talk about what we think about the alternate ending. Because Casey'd seen it, I'd seen it Vince watched it like five minutes Before we started this episode <laughs> I want to know what you guys thought Which one you liked more But also pros and cons to both So like for example for me While I did like the one that they ended up putting in the movie A lot better I also think that the other one was really good Because they mentioned a little bit about like What they were doing To find out and recoup Or get these other black people Who have been trapped in or the white people are in the black people's minds back because they don't give you that in the regular story where in the one where he's there and he's talking to him in the prison, he talks about like they're trying to get information from him so they could find these names and go after them. Cause he's like, "Ew, Andre is like still out there. He's still white person's got his mind, you know, like we got to do something. And so that I think was like the one part I liked about it and just seeing how like happy also that he was, that he just was able to finish it.
1: Well, so giving a little bit more context to this, right? The two endings both end right after, essentially, there is Chris. He's strangling the girlfriend and Rose, and then he gets up, and there's like a police car that pulls forward. And in the ending that's in the movie, it's Rod from the TSA pulling up. And he didn't kill her. And he didn't kill her. But in the ending they didn't use is actually two policemen. And I, I don't, did he actually kill her? Did he, did he, he did. strangle her? I'm pretty sure I he did
0: so. because yeah. in the one he does it and then he lets go and she's like, and she like watches them leave or this one he does it and she, her head falls off to the side. Mm, and so yeah. I'm pretty sure she's dead.
1: So yeah, but, and then he is in jail in prison and he's wearing the orange suit and he's like trying to get this information. Like Rod is trying to get this information from Chris and he's just like, no man, let it go. I'm fine. I'm fine. I made it stop. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think Vince, which, which ending did you enjoy the most or which ending do you think had some more curiosity for you?
2: So I read that differently, that line where he's, where he's asking about the names. Um, you're saying that he was looking, they were trying to get the names of the people who have been,
0: taken over right well i think that they were trying to get the names of like the the white people okay that's how i took it is but they like, were looking for all those people well, that were at the auction yeah like the cult well because that's what i thought but they wanted those names so they could get them but mm-hmm. also they get Save the guys, guys. Okay. okay
2: that makes sense okay yeah so i didn't like the the alternate ending as much as i liked the original um i thought the original was so cool and it gave you like a trope of fun horror movies is the one last scare and how interesting is it that the one last scare in this horror movie is, uh, I mean, a lot of the movie is is about race, racism, right? And the last scare of this movie is a cop pulling up, and you, all you can think of is, oh, crap. It's going to be that racist cop again, and he's going to get blamed for everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's going to go to jail so, because these white people almost literally just destroyed yeah. his entire life.
2: And so it wasn't like a jump scare, but it was like a real scare, you know, that, that people have to go through every single day of their lives. And it it just like, again, it shines a light on this, on this topic, this this problem in society and says like, look at where we're at. We need to fix it, you know? And so it wasn't this jump scare of the movie, but it still gave you this, like this last like, oh crap. And then the comic relief, you know, it was a really fun ending to me. And it, it tied it up in a way that I was like, okay, I can actually see Chris, like getting away without. The consequences of going to prison. Um, the grandfather is the one who actually shoots and kills Rose and then he turns the gun on himself, you know? So if they do come after Chris, he could be like, Oh, this guy, this groundkeeper went crazy. Killed the family, started the fire, started everyone on fire. I barely got out with my life, you know? Yeah. And then he's not going to be the one going to jail, and then he could go off, and if he wants to try to save the people or whatever. Kind of leaves it open for a more happy ending than him being in prison. What about
0: scissors in one dude's leg? I assume his body's all burnt up. The scissors are still there, though. They got fingerprints. True. Well, they probably burned like
2: That would still... have a lower melting point. That would probably burn with the house. He could That's still true. blame it on that other guy. Like with the with the fire that burned everything down, there's no real proof on what went on there. So he's the only one there to tell the story and the only thing the cops have to go on is his story. this guy shot Rose and then turned the gun on himself, you know? Right.
1: And plus with a house like this burning down where it was like the headquarters of a cult, I can imagine the, one of those side sheds or anything like that would have some old information in it or even more modern information where they don't store it.
2: Didn't they mention at one point that they have a br- or one more son that's in a uh, medical school?
1: No, that's this one. There's like oh, that's two him? children. In okay. That. So there's two children, okay. but like that guy was in medical school. Allegedly. I that. He did not seem smart enough to be in it's medical. Probably, school,
2: but it's I guess
0: probably, I don't know. It's probably <laughs> homeschool medical school with his dad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing medical medical school in the basement, cutting craniums off white and black folks.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess I shouldn't judge, but this guy seemed like way too broy and party boy to be focused enough to be in friggin' med school, brain true. surgery. I, I
0: shouldn't judge i guess <laughs> well, i mentioned i mentioned it's the mustache i can't i can't <laughs> that's that's a wispy, weird one that
1: wispy mustache
0: i mentioned him stabbing him with the scissors earlier that did bring me to another point i wanted to talk about really quick what did you guys think which movie of jordan peels is better we have us and we have get out get out
1: yeah i'd say get out i'd also say get out sorry i just <laughs> that's i what, like the, suspense. That's on the edge of my seat. Here, here's where i'll argue for you though like I think that us is a very well thought out film and it's very creepy, right? But like it was very predictable from the beginning. Like I saw like what's coming, but I do this in a lot of films. I'm sorry I ruined mother for everyone. But you didn't ruin it. I still didn't know. You were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was the over whole there cackling. Mother, and I was I... like, what's <laughs> going on? I thought it was so beautiful. If you haven't seen Mother, you should watch it. And then message me. DM me at Casey Yardley on Instagram. And let's talk about it. You can slide into my DMs to talk about that movie any day. Yeah, I love that movie. It's excellent. But in the reality of it, like, the reason I think they get out is just so good is because it was more realistic and more relatable. Like, everyone has... Like, everyone has family. Everyone has that sister or brother who brings someone home at one point, and you're like, you're a little bit weird around them, right? Like, you have weird interactions, weird conversations, just to get to know people. But obviously, my family aren't cultists, right? And, you know, but in Us, and why I think, I think it's a great movie, but I think that the hard part for me was I didn't find it as relatable.
0: So you're saying that Mm. there's not a tethered version of yourself in the millions of miles of tunnels that exist under the United States? No. I guess we'll just agree. I'm just kidding. I obviously don't think that as well. And the thing is that I would also say that Get Out is better because like you said, it was a lot more relatable and it was super, super original and just like crazy with like the story because a lot of times like when they try to do like twist endings and stuff like that, it'll be twist and it'll either be really predictable or something that it's like, yeah, okay, like that's cool. And it's like that's one of the endings I thought up in my mind. This one, I don't think you thought – Hey, what's happening is that there are white brains inside of these black people. Like they're doing this surgery, which is making this happen. Like I doubt there was very few people who could have just guessed that. Mm -hmm. It was just so original, like so creepy, Mm -hmm. but such an original idea for a for a horror movie that really wasn't like revealed until the very end, like cluing you in when he's watching that video and everything like that but i will say that i loved us so much like it's not that far behind get out for me a lot of people were like yeah like he didn't like hit a sophomore slump like with the second movie they're like but it's not that great you know i loved us like i got five on it tethered mix is saved on my spotify because of how much i love that movie <laughs> i listen to that song all the time and just thinking about it now it's like the whole thing is super creepy I think I'm going to be like a tethered version of myself for Halloween. I don't know. Those red jumpsuits are expensive, <laughs> but I loved us. And I just think that I want to know what Jordan Peele is going to do next because yeah. I will watch whatever he puts didn't,
2: out. Didn't he say that all of his horror movies are going to be reflections of society?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? So uh, Sorry, first, I don't want to talk about us. Yeah. let's yeah. Talk before about
2: I go us. into that, I just wanted my opinion on us. I loved it. I didn't get nearly as much out of it as some people did, uh, I, I ended, I was like, that was good. I'm confused. And I went and I watched all of the like, you know, us explained videos, you know? And I was like, whoa, like this is deep and I would have never gotten any of this. And that's why it's a, that's why it's really an, an incredible movie is like every scene in that movie. So I'm told and shown after I saw the movie had something to do with the themes of the movie or what was going on or the reflection of society or whatever that I just, just went way over my head. And so it's a harder movie to appreciate than Get Out is. Get Out is. I mean, on repeat viewings, you get more out of it, but on the first viewing, that's what's cool. It's like on the first viewing, you get something. On the second viewing, you get more. You know, we, we talk about this every time we talk about, talk about horror movies, but like mm-hmm. it's easier, it's more surface The themes level. are like right there. For yeah, you. exactly. And Us was just harder to understand for me, and that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. I still thought
0: it was a lot of fun and it was cool, but Get Out was just. So much easier for me to enjoy. We're going to talk about. We're not. We're going to talk about something I wanted to mention really quick. Mm -hmm. My quick little Oscar hopes is that I'm going to butcher it and I'm super sorry. Lupita Nyongo gets a nomination for Best Actress. Gosh, she's so good. For us.
2: You know, Mm -hmm. the first thing I saw her in was uh, Black Panther. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I missed her. And she does that accent so well that when i heard her just like speaking normal it threw me <laughs> off it was like oh what and isn't,
1: get, oh <laughs> isn't she british doesn't she I speak british, English? british yeah she's like yeah. So, she's like she's from in, africa but also she's british. gonna
2: be in this new one it might be it might be out now it's
0: it's a new zombie movie
1: oh yeah and,
0: and it just she looks so good it looks so good yeah, that one where she's like, she's like on a field trip with kids, but then everyone is like turned into zombies, and so she's like trying to navigate these like yeah. preschoolers like through a zombie apocalypse, uh-huh.
2: and like just like making excuses for like people being eaten. She's like, oh no, they're just playing. Like, they're Let's playing sing the
1: song, you know. <laughs> Has that come is that? Is that Little Monsters? Little yeah. Monsters called. When does it come out? Uh, it says twenty nineteen. Let me tell you, right now, it looks like oh, it's already out. Uh, it might have flopped. Oh, release date January twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. I
2: think it was January. A, I think it was a festival movie, like uh, s- yeah. not, not Sundance, but something like that. Probably. And so everyone saw it there and it's just not out to the everyone yet. Or is Probably. it out to everyone now? Maybe Let's they're see. like
0: doing bid and wars and stream services yeah, or something. something like that. Let so. me
1: look really fast here. Because
0: I saw that trailer. I think you sent it to us, like in I don't know, like texting it. group chat Oh, I so it, it, it actually it
1: just came out on so January twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, it released at Sundance, and then October eighth, twenty nineteen it released United. Oh. So it just recently came out actually. Sorry. I re pre-read something before getting get. I don't think I've story. seen
0: anything for it, like, at theaters, though. Maybe. Me neither.
1: Yeah. It might just be, like, a select few. Yeah. Kind of, like, at Astra or some like I craft have to like go up to Salt Lake or something to watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
0: Like, that's what I had to do with uh, Goldfinch. It's that they're only yeah. showing it once every, like, forever. So... But yeah, so that's my little hope and dream is that she gets a best actress nomination in my like crazy dream world Us would get a nomination for best movie because that's how much I love it But I know like the Academy and everything and that's not gonna happen probably. probably not But I would love it. All right, because we'll also do our favorite movies of the year And I will tell you that us will be near the very very top
1: We're gonna do a two-part series. I think with our favorite movies of the year I've been I've actually been designing the idea for it. So It'll be fun. But hey, let's hurry and like close out this this podcast. I think we've gotten to a good place, but I just want to know in closing your complete thoughts. You can take a minute or two and just kind of rant about why you think The Get Out's a good movie or what you hope from Jordan Peele's next.
2: Yeah. Stuff. Um I think I've said pretty much everything that I want to. Like this okay. this movie's just so well thought out, well made. Um it's I don't know, it's just Jordan Peele is a I mean, they, they've, they, everyone says that he's a horror genius, you know? He's proven that not only can he do comedy, but he's pro at horror movies, and I can't wait to see what he does next, especially if he does another one of these horror movies that reflects society, you know? I want to see where this creative mind takes us
0: next, and I'm excited. This movie's great. Boom. If, a, if a movie freaks you out... But then you realize that it's talking about the world we live in that should freak you out even more, <laughs> and that's what Jordan Peel does, yeah, Vince mentioned it. Jordan Peel
2: also, I just want to say, uh, if you're a Jordan Peel fan, I' this new season of Twilight Zone that he's producing. Is is it like good? this new series? It's actually really good i I've only I've seen heard. four or five episodes of it, but they they're great, like, and I listened to a podcast of some of the writers that do that show, and uh they say that Jordan Peel is like their every day helping you know produce helping write helping go up with stories like he's not he's not just it's not just his name on the show he's actually actively involved in the show
0: dude Jordan Peele is the man I mean he's got two incredible movies that are already out I cannot wait to see what he's gonna do next he's doing that with the Twilight Zone I mean and you can always fall back on good old Key Peel Peele for mm-hmm. like if you ever need something super humorous Timothy, and all that stuff just what uh Movie and it just makes me think about it more and more when I watch it Like I said, I think I liked it the first time just because I like the suspense of it, but I just loved Seeing how it all related together and it's such a smart movie. Jordan Peele Ari Aster. These are the guys who are moving The horror genre forward. These are the people who are showing the world what the horror genre can be Because it's not all jump scares and it's not all everything like that while that will never lose its place in the horror genre of cinema they are taking it to the new level and pushing the limits of what can be done with horror movies, and I am digging it.
1: Yeah, I, I like, I like what Jordan Peele's done. I think The Get Out is just a great movie to watch. Honestly, it's not hard to watch. It doesn't like. I, there were the only part where I was grossed out is when they cut off the scalp. That was really what grossed me out.
2: I walked in on you watching that part, and I was like, "This is some good gore right here."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he said, and I'm like. Uh, just watch, watch the scalp come off. Okay, just now watch the skull come off. Just <laughs> dropping it in a bucket. You see the
2: reflection of the brain. Anyway,
1: sorry. Yeah. No, I think that's great, and no, that's a good way. And when they're cutting it, it's like scoots out a little bit of blood. But no, I think that this this film is like it's an easy on the eyes horror film, but the soundtrack, the way it's shot, the story, everything is so well done. that it freaks you out, and that's what I think is important. And when you're when you're talking about Ari Aster and these people who are pushing the horror genre forward. They are doing a good job at using reality in a way, and that—that's really all I have to say. I hope that Jordan Peele follows up with something excellent, great, and wonderful. But I don't—I don't know what's coming out. But I do think that it's going to be good again. I think that *Us* wasn't a letdown; it was different, and I think that's a good thing. But I'm looking forward to you know his junior effort. So yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Anything else we want to add before we kind of close everything out? Just one last shout out to Jordan Peele. What a guy.
2: Check us out on the social medias, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. Casey's got our
1: website up. I got it's the website cool. up. Also, I want to shout out Ty Lambert. I don't know if he always listens to our podcast, but he's good at commenting and doing stuff on our Instagram and yeah. socials. He's good hey. at communicating. I posted that tonight we're talking about this movie, and he commented. He's like, I love that movie. And I was like, thanks for commenting. Like, I feel I feel grateful that he participates because you know, we're posting stuff and we want to have those discussions, so thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, like, Ty has been uh, –
2: on the ride since the beginning he's a buddy of mine that i used to work with yeah and uh he wants to come on the show eventually he just had another kid though so it might be kind of hard for him to, to get down here oh but tyler man thanks for sticking with us with us this whole time
1: yeah hope you can make it down yeah thank you Thank you. But, yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. Um, yeah, check us out on the socials. We got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We got the website. Um, we're going to be dropping some different show notes and different, like, our own little mini reviews. Nothing's going to be huge and desperately long. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to want to read this. But we're going to keep it fun, simple, and we just want you guys to engage with us. So if there's nothing else to close out with. What are we going to watch next? Oh, All yeah.
0: Right. So we were faced with we were faced with a dilemma which don't worry we'll still see both of them.
1: So we're going to nut up or shut up this time. We are going <laughs> to nut up or shut up. <laughs> it is time,
0: what we've been waiting for since the beginning of the year, Zombie Land Double Tap, which I think either yesterday or today was released 10 years ago to the date. Wow. And this Friday it is coming out. Zombie Land 2 is here. All of the original peeps plus more are going to be there. Get ready for some of the best comedy and zombies that you'll ever see and we are going to be all over it and
2: what's yeah it's gonna be fun i'm excited are you excited vince so just a little teaser for next week i don't know if i'm excited for this guys what check back in here next week to see if i enjoyed it or not what i just these trailers haven't flipped my switch but i will say when Zombieland one came out they didn't do it for me either and i went and saw the movie and it was one of the funniest movies i'd ever i'd seen that year (laughs) So I'm hoping for a similar experience here where the trailers just aren't really doing it for me and I sit down in it and they blow me away. But as of now, my hype's not
0: big. I just hope they just don't try to do too much because the reason that the first one was so good was because it was just such a simple story, but it was made in a super original way mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. And I found a love for Emma Stone there. <laughs>
1: So. That's the other one. <laughs> We're hitting all of them. Huh? <laughs> I just so, hope yes. he gets some Twinkies finally. Okay, that's all I care about. That's what he got at the end of the last yeah, one. But he needs more.
0: He does. Um, Hopefully Ronald Reagan had like a secret stash <laughs> in the White House or anything
1: yeah. like that. <laughs> those, those cigars are from the Clinton administration. <laughs> Vince, but I hope you like this I do movie. Too. I Because I too. want to t- I really want to too. I'm,
2: I'm going in with an open mind. I'm going in with hopes that I will enjoy it hopes that my low
0: expectations will make me like it even more we'll see <laughs> check back again next week but also don't worry we're also going to watch the lighthouse at some point and we'll let you know our thoughts on that one as well robert pattinson uh willem dafoe it's gonna be good as yeah.
1: well yeah i'm pretty excited about that one i'm that not spooky gonna lie thriller black and white spooky scary spooky season <laughs>
0: spooky
1: <laughs> all right folks thank you for tuning in as always casey vince and josh here signing out we appreciate you and we'll catch you next time get out